appreciate each of you this morning. Uh, this uh, great uh, Mother's Day, we're going to have a wonderful day in the Holy Ghost. Uh, uh, praise God. <clears throat> um, I just want to uh, um, make a statement. Uh, uh, Philip told me he's having a hard time finding guys with the, use the microphone uh, to run the microphone this morning. Uh, when you take a job uh, in God's kingdom that nobody wants, it qualifies you in the future for a job everybody wants. He who is faithful in that which is least, God will make you ruler over much. And so uh, if you can't uh, help in these things that may not uh, be uh, what you consider high-profile ministry, don't expect me to launch you one day. Uh, when you come running to me to be launched, I'll say, well, remember the microphone. <laughs> so... Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, these are kingdom principles. Uh, sermons have to be applied. And one of the great uh, dynamics of living for God uh, is don't, Jesus says, you, you're hearers but not doers. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things I tell you to do? <clears throat> and so when... Uh, uh, don't, uh, don't, uh, you have to be able, this is true of this marriage class, you have to be able uh, to apply truth in the reality of your relationship at home and with your marriage and children and life and God. Uh, that's always true. When uh, uh, Paul said we have a problem, we look in a mirror and we see ourselves and we go away and forget what manner of man we are. Uh, and uh, so this is the mirror, and so the tendency is and that you can look in here, and then you go away, and uh, you don't realize who you are. Uh, I want to uh, continue uh, this morning, and um, Ephesians uh, uh, chapter 5, uh, uh, and I want to uh, read this text again, and we reviewed last week, so I'm not going to do a lot of review this morning. But why do statistics declare that prearranged marriages are more successful than where the, uh, the couple chooses? If you, if you go online or et cetera, and you, you prearranged marriage, this is where the parents arrange the marriage. We're thinking about starting a new doctrine. No, not really. <laughs> but uh, uh, where the parents arrange... Uh, uh, they do the choosing. They, uh, why are those marriages so much more successful uh, than uh, today? And you've heard me make the statement for uh, just a minute, Angela, and I'll get to you. Uh, you've heard me make the statement for many weeks. Uh, why was it during the Depression when they had no money, <clears throat> they couldn't go on dates, they had no money to go on dates, uh, they couldn't go to movies. They didn't own TVs. They didn't have the internet. Uh, couldn't, uh, they couldn't afford to go on vacation. Why were they so much more successful at marriage than today when people, uh, you know, they have money, they can go, they can do, they can buy, they can entertain, they can eat out, all those things. Why during the Depression were they so much more successful uh, they call it the, <clears throat> actually, the, from then on up through World War II, they called it the greatest generation. Uh, everything you enjoy today, 
they either set in motion or they built. Everything, the economy today, the wealth, so many things that you enjoy today is a result of, of your fathers and, and grandfathers and etc. And so those are two powerful questions when it comes to marriage and relationship. <clears throat> One of the things is there's a mistake, and if we just had more money, that would solve relational problems that in truth only God can solve. That's number one. Uh, you have to have a dimension of God. You've heard me say for weeks, uh, uh, here God has given us in Ephesians 5 and other places, uh, he's given us his design to leave and cleave and to become one flesh. He's given us a, his, his blueprint for marriage, and uh, I'm repeating myself, but um, the, re- the problem is many people come into the church, they have never seen a real, live, functioning, successful, God-designed home unless you were raised in a Christian home. So, and I, I liken it, it'd be like me giving you the blueprints to this building. Uh, you've never seen a hammer. Uh, you don't know sheetrock from, from lights. Uh, you've never read, a, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you'd be at loss. And that's how many people come into marriage. That's why we have these marriage premarital classes trying to give some kind of idea. <clears throat> but uh, it takes a, <clears throat> a miracle of God uh, to... To apply, but if you're, this is God's design. This is guaranteed to work. I don't care if I'm preaching today in the Philippines or India, uh, Russia, wherever on planet Earth, Mexico or here. This is designed. This is God's pattern. It'll work anywhere for any couple that will apply it. And so uh, we worked through a number of things um, over the last few weeks. And like I say, I'm not going to review all that. But prearranged marriages, they learn, they make a decision to love. Love is a commitment. Love is a choice. They make a, de- a decision. They, 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 and they learn their com- commitment. World War, the, the reason why I believe uh, that uh, the uh, generation out of the Depression were so much more successful in marriage was a number of things. One, they were committed to each other. And two, they communicated. I did one whole one class or two on the stranger in the bed, the new smartphone. Uh, there are people here, you talk more to your smartphone than you do your spouse. You touch your smartphone more than you do your spouse. I told the story about the guy who got a tattoo of a smartphone so his wife would touch him. And, uh, and uh, 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 your smartphone goes to bed. Your smartphone many times is the last one you look at at night. The last one, if your smartphone calls, uh, uh, forget your husband or your wife. Let me put you on hold a minute, honey. Geek. And, and so, uh, and I'm, uh, uh, someone just sent me an article, I think it was Tony Tomley, uh, about um, they've done this research and how the whole brain is being rewired in young men uh, by these, uh, the internet and these video games and pornography. So their whole brain is being rewired and that's causing them major relational problems. It's it's causing them major social problems on how to relate. 
they're in class and in their mind, they're, uh, what was that one famous game, War of, it was in the, in the article, War, World of Warcraft or something, what is it? Uh, and, and so they're playing that while they're in class. Uh, they're, uh, they're trying to communicate with the opposite sex and they got these images in their mind and I don't want to get into all that this morning but, but uh, my point is, um, is uh, you have to communicate. You have to communicate. There has to be words. There has to be intimacy is critical to marriage. And this is not automatic. And, uh, but uh, husbands love your wife like Christ loved the church. So I want to move on today. And a lot of the men sent me uh, love offerings. I got uh, $27 million in the mail over the last. Pastor, please do on submission. And so, now I'm just messing with you. But, uh, uh, but I, most people have no clue or no revelation about submission. The moment I say submission, most women, they're the... If you had fur on the back of your neck like a cat, it would stick up, you know, uh, because you don't understand what it is. And I want to give you some understanding and background this morning. Uh, Ephesians 5, let's read it, uh, verse 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife. Christ is head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as Christ is subject to uh, the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. So let's, and, and the other, we're going to deal with two aspects here. We won't get through it today. Uh, uh, but in verse 33, Nevertheless, each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself. Let the wife see that she respects her husband. And so uh, uh, wives, listen to me. If you're going to leave and cleave, if the two are going to become one, if you're going to have a successful marriage, if you're going to obey this book, you have to bring submission into the marriage. The husband brings love, the wife brings submission. This is the key to unity and harmony. Submission is God's design. Now listen carefully what I'm going to say. This is the principle of his kingdom. Now this, this moves, now I said something that's far beyond marriage. Think about this. God, man, husband, wife, Parent-child, employer-employee, pastor-congregation, friend-to-friend. I need some scripture this morning. John 15, verse 13, 14. Who'll get that for me? Uh, Timothy. If you'll get that. John 13, verse 34. Uh, Alec, if you'll get that. Ephesians 5, 18 to 21. Who'll get that for me? Ike. Um, and then... Uh, I need Joel 2, 7 and 8. You'll get that. Joel 2, 7 and 8. Uh, if you'll get that, Nick, uh, this morning. Okay. So, um, um, in, in other words, uh, submission is far deeper 
and far more critical, far more involved than just marriage. We're going to get to marriage probably next week. But see, so many women do not understand this. And that's why I want to uh, deal with this. Um, uh, John 15, verse 13 and 14, if you'd read that. Greater Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends if ye do not do whatsoever I command you. Okay, uh, you see submission, you, he said, greater love had no man, he laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command, if you submit to what I tell you. And so what he's saying is submission is the results of love. If I could put it another way, submission is a fruit of love. If you love the Lord your God, there's a desire to submit to Him. And, and then we're going to get a little bit later about what this means. So many people have, they think submission is just do's and don'ts. Uh, you've missed it a million miles. The word friend here is, is Jesus, this is the word for covenant. In other words, God's greatest delight is in blessing us. Our greatest delight should be in pleasing Him. How many of you want to please God? Why do you want to? What makes you want to please God? George? You know, and, and He's forgiven me, and you know what I'm saying? It's it's like, like the word says, God commended or showed his love toward us. And while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. Okay. Is that God has loved us in such a way, and me in particular, that I want, I want him, when he looks at me, to think of me as one of his own, as... Do you love him? Yeah. Okay. As, yeah. So, you know, you know to, to look at me and to love me and, and look at me uh, like like I would want a friend to look on me or, or more. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, When you love, you desire to please. And please then embraces submission. Submission is not just, uh, it, if it's simply an act, an action, you've missed it. Submission is a condition of the heart. In other words, when it, when it says, wives, submit yourself to your own husband, there's something in your heart that says, you know what, I want to. I want to please him. I, I, it's in my heart. Oh, I may not agree with him. We may have disagreements, and we'll talk about that. Uh, there may be conflict. But submission is the fruit of love and it's, in my, it's already in my heart. I want to please Him. I want to honor Him. And out of that flows then all the different dynamics of life which we'll get to. And so 
He commands us to love one another. John 13, 34 and 35. A new commandment I give unto you, that you shall love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all men shall know that you are my disciples if you have loved one another. And so he commands us to love one another. In the text we just read, he said, love one another and submit yourselves one to another. And we're going to get to that in the fear of the Lord. The church works best. The church functions best. The church is most productive when it operates on the principle of submission. Because submission is love in action. Submission is love being lived out in relationship. Relationship with God, relationship to each other, and relationship in marriage. Submission is love being demonstrated by your actions and by your choices and by your decisions. Understanding submission. Submission, as I said, begins in your heart and in your mind. And it's not natural. If you're going to have your heart Come to a place of submission. Uh, You're in for a war. How many wives here? Let me see your hand. How many of you know what I'm talking about? When you know what God says about submission, and yet there's this, this hellish war the moment there's a disagreement or a conflict. Angela, go ahead. I want to uh, go ahead and answer the question now. Oh, you moved on. Pardon? <laughs> I had a, it was earlier, so it's all right. You forgot it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, Alicia. I wasn't raised uh, um, that a woman was to submit. You know what I mean? It's something How were I, you raised? Um, it, I'm not trying to get personal, well, but what's raised, the difference? You, you, you're you're raised, insinuating I wasn't raised, so that means you were raised some other way. Right, so I, what was that? My grandmother would say stuff like a woman's supposed to be seen and not heard, and but uh, <clears throat> she would still fight my grandfather. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it, it contradicted to me. Okay. You know what I mean? What she would say, you know? But when I got there's a great to, lesson right there. Yeah. For every parent, don't just talk church. You better live it. Go ahead. Right. But when, she, when I got saved, um, that's one of, one of the things I believe that God used for a tool for me and Fred was submission. And he dealt with me extensively about that. And I came to an understanding through the reading of God's word that me um, submitting my thoughts, my words, my actions wasn't based upon what Fred did. It was based upon God's love for me. And when I realized that, it helped me to submit to the will of God for my life, which is it didn't make a difference what Fred did. It didn't make a difference what he said. It was me doing what God would say for me to do. So if Fred was angry, God urged me to be nice and sweet and humble myself and not to speak things to him just because. Was that easy? 
No, it wasn't. How many years did that I will take? cry. How many years did that? No, I'm just um, messing with no, you. No, but it did take a while. I, <laughs> I know it cry. takes. I will cry, Pastor. So, so let me, wait just a minute. Let me, let me. So how many here are saved? Women. I'm, I'm after the wives. You're saved. Does that automatically mean you, you got saved and the next stage is, honey? <laughs> me and you, baby. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. So go ahead. No, I will cry. But I would fast and I would pray. Why were you crying? Because I felt like he deserved for me to tell him off. <laughs> I did. And you're going to you use some scripture it? too, huh? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I did. I would, <laughs> I would lay in the bed and read scripture to him so he would hear it. He can't argue what God said, but he would definitely argue with what I say. And I would cry and I would be upset. But God was telling me that's not the way you use my word, you know? And I would be upset. You was a, a butcher, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he needed it. Wasn't the sword of the spirit. He needed a meat cleaver. Yeah. <laughs> and you know it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Angela. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's funny because when you talk about submission, I come from such a broken background that when I met Brad, I had already been saved and I had already been in one marriage and he... Submit was like, I heard it so often, and, and bless Pastor Lobato's heart, he would tell me to submit, and I fought tooth and nail for seven years, even submitting just to God. And then after I, I left and came back, and I remarried and married Brad, um, I remember Brad and I sitting in your office one day, and you had mentioned that the more I'm, I'm with Brad, the longer I'm with Brad, the more of the hurt and the distrust and the stuff that made it almost impossible for me to submit would disappear. And um, over the years, you know, I, I've been delivered of a Jezebel spirit, and, and there's just been so much broken You got delivered from a Jezebel spirit? <laughs> you prayed for me, Pastor. Okay. <laughs> and so over the years, there's just been so much that God has broken off of me. And, and as I look back on hindsight, it was easier to submit to Brad as... As he loved me, it, yeah. the fight wasn't there so much where yeah. instead of like him demanding things from me, he would just love me when things were hard. And then I found myself being more willing and it was easier to just submit to him. Yeah, yeah I said that too. It, it's much easier to submit to someone that you know loves you. They have your best interest at heart. And, but it's not natural. It's, submission is not natural. So let's look. I, I want to, uh, I don't know if I gave this to somebody, but I want to read it. Ephesians 5, 18 to 21. Uh, this is the preceding verses right here of, of this whole thing on, on, on husband, love your wife, wife, submit to your husband. So, so put this up on the board. Verse uh, uh, number 18. Uh, Paul's writing, Do not be drunk with wine in which is uh, dispensation, but be filled with the Spirit. Now here's a great key. Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. In other words, he's saying two things here. Submit the root the motivation for your submission has to be the fear of God and being filled with the Spirit. That's the motivation. Again, this is a heart issue. 
This is soul issue. This is what, this is where real, like I said, submission is not natural. You're not going to naturally grit your teeth and out of your flesh and your own strength, bless God, I'm going to submit to you. You foul demon, no good reprobate. Why did I ever marry you? But I'm submitted. No, no. It's going to take the Spirit of God and the fear of the Lord. It's close, if not impossible, to submit out of your own flesh. It has to be this relationship with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Submit yourself in the fear of the Lord. Now think of this. Now submission becomes sacred. Now it's something to be reverenced. Now submission is not just words, but it carries this deep weight is again, it's a holy act of my love for God that now flows out toward my husband. It's the fruit of the, be filled with the Spirit and this fear of the Lord, this reverence. And this now makes it sacred. Now it's not just between me and my husband. It's between me and God. That's just like I always say at these weddings. These vows are not just spoken before these people, but they're spoken before God. And this changes everything. Your relationship with Jesus. The Greek word submitting has a military uh, insight. It, it has the picture of, of troops, of soldiers, uh, and they're in order. They're marching in order. Left face, and they, you know, and they, hop, you know, and all of that stuff. Uh, you know, parade rest, attend, hut, about face. You know, I didn't even go to boot camp, but anyway, that's from, that's from 1960s. And so, but, but it has to do, you're not going to break rank especially in war. Your victory in war is dependent upon your submission to one another. And an army, a troop, a corps of men, there's not this self-centered, independent spirit. We accept his commission in the Lord's army. We serve humbly in love, and here he's talking about the church as well, to one another. We submit to one another. George, I need someone to get for me Joel 2, 7, and 8. If I took your scripture a while ago, uh, if, Ike, if you get Joel 2, 7, and 8, um, uh, Nick, Ephesians 4, 15, and 16, Fred, Isaiah 14, 13, and 14, um, Luke twenty two forty two. Who will get that for me? Luke twenty two. Alec. Okay, go ahead, George. You, know, you you've alluded to it, and I like Alicia and everybody. Whenever we're confronted with a change in us that's not natural for us, like 
for men love, for women submission. Well, husband loving your wife is not natural. It's, Go ahead. It's, it's a struggle, but once you resolve in your heart because of the presence of God in your life and the Holy Spirit, I think it does involve some resolve. It has to because what it is, it's not natural, and you're having to bend and conform and change and transform your the old man and your will to conform to the word of God. We don't realize the blessing because it's right now it's a struggle. It's a battle. It's it's like it's screaming saying, I don't want to do this, you know. But the thing is, is that as we do, it's amazing. Trust comes from the husband, from the wife, and you know, and, and it's it and, and it makes all of that so much more natural. But it's a struggle, it's a battle. I don't care, you know, because you have to choose it like Jesus, you know. Because of the choice put before him, the cross, he chose that. You know, yeah. he chose the will of God, you know. And sometimes it is, it's a dying to flesh. And it's it's a dying to the, what we've learned from our parents and generations after generations after generations. But there is a struggle there. And there will be a struggle, but you have to go through that to realize the blessing of God. Yeah, it great armies, great armies, great military forces, there's a trust among the troops. Because our victory, and this is true in the church, and we may talk about that in a minute. It's true in the church. When there's this submission to one another, and there's this trust, uh, and there's this unity, this harmony, we become a powerful force. That's true in marriage. And, and if you hear, if you hear uh, these men of war that risked their life, they didn't do it for the battle. They, they didn't do it, although that may be in the back of their mind, for the United States. They did it for a friend. A living, breathing person that was there with them in the throes of combat and war and danger. That's true in marriage. That's true of the church. We have a common enemy. Your marriage has a common enemy. And the one will chase a thousand, two will chase ten thousand. There's something happens that you begin to gain momentum in life. You begin to gain dominion in life. You begin to be recipients of blessing. Uh, Peter said, uh, if, if, if you, God won't even answer your prayers uh, if you treat your wife bad. And so as you guys, there's something powerful release. When you and your wife get on the same page and you can't do that if there's two heads. I've never watched a baseball game. I mean, like baseball. Anybody here? You don't see two umpires behind the plate. Wouldn't that be wild? They're getting ready for the World Series and say it's the Cardinals and the Yankees and the Cardinals got their umpire behind the plate, and the Yankees got their umpire behind the plate. And they're both going to call balls and strikes. What a nightmare. When, how would you like to get on the bus tomorrow? You're going to catch the bus downtown, and there's two drivers up there sitting side by side, you know. How would you like to? You know, I, and so Joel 2, 7, and 8, would you read that? They shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall like men of war. And they shall march everyone on his ways 
and they shall not break their ranks. Okay, they mark in formation, they'll not break their rank. Go ahead. Neither shall one thrust another. They shall walk everyone in his path, and when they fall upon the sword, they shall not be wounded. Okay, here they are. They have a place. They have a formation. They have a path. Each, that, that's the picture of submission. How can two walk together except they agree? And, and you can't, there has to be this. You have to understand your role doesn't make you unequal. It's simply a different part. Any great army, their medics, their foot soldiers, their sergeants, there's cooks, generals. It goes on and on. And, and, and that's true in God's army. And God is no respecter of person. He loves each of us equally, all important. Submission makes it work. Remember the centurion. This is what's so astounding. I've read this scripture for years, preached on it. It just overwhelms me. Here is this man. He's a centurion, Roman. His servants dying, dead, sick. Gonna, they send word to Jesus. Jesus, you know, he gets caught up in some stuff. And, and he, 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 he tells Jesus, you don't even have to come. Just speak the word and my servant will be made whole. Because I am a man under authority and I have those under my authority and all I have to do is speak a word. And Jesus said, I have not, how did it jump from there to faith? How did submission jump from there to faith? I've not seen such great faith in all of Israel. How, what, and that's the same with submission. You, if you, somewhere you've got a grasp, it's spiritual. It's God. It jumps from there into this dynamic where God can flow and miracles. That's why rebels. Locks up. If you want to lock your marriage up, just be a rebel. The flow. Jesus said, listen, this, this is spiritual. Am I helping you ladies? This, it's not just do. There's a whole undercurrent where God's spirit and his power and faith and anointing and blessing, all of these things begin to run. So let's, uh, let's look. Did I give Ephesians 4, 15, and 16 if you'd read that? That we henceforth be no more children tossed and fro. Ephesians 4, 15, and 16. Four, oh. Yeah, 4, 15, oh, 15, 16. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is. He is the head. The okay. head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted. By the that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual, effectual working in the measure of every part marketh increase of the body unto the identifying of itself in love. 
It's true of your own body. Right now, you, you'd be amazed what all's happening in my body, in my brain. To speak and walk and see, be thinking about what I'm going to say, and, and all of it coordinating. Praise God, Jesus is wonderful. All of the, what if your body, see, what gives your body strength? What gives your body power? What gives it mobility? What gives it the ability to do? And, you know, to pick this up, uh, to read, uh, to speak, uh, to hear, all, all of this hap- What is submission. Each part. That's true of the church. Each part submitted to the head Christ. That's true in the natural. That's true in marriage. When there's submission, things begin. Uh, what you, you know, this is what paralysis is. Is where something has lost its ability. It 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 it's not it's not submitted to my mind. I can think. I want you to move. Uh, reach out and pick that up. Uh, but it's it's locked up. That's what when you're when you don't submit, things lock up in your marriage, in your relationship. There's conflict. It's spastic. You see people who and and you know God love them and and something's the the wiring. It, it just trying to eat. Something's happened. But that's true in marriages sometimes. You, you can't nurture yourself. There's no, because you're, the parts aren't submitted. They're not fulfilling their role. What if my ear said, you know what? I don't want to be, I want to eat. <laughs> hey, go out to lunch. I'm put chicken. I mean, if I was in a restaurant with you eating and all of a sudden I started pouring iced tea down one ear and I'm just stuffing chicken in the other ear. You would you'd say, Pat, what is wrong with you? But you know that's true in marriage. That's, I wonder if that's how God views in your marriage when, when, when a part doesn't want to submit to the role and the design. God has designed you, ladies. He made first the man. And if you don't like it, take it up with him. He made the man first. Said the head of every man is Christ. The head of every woman is the man. The head of the children is the parents. And you can fight with that, but you'll you'll be stuffing, you know, uh, ice picks in your eyeball. Made Adam, and then he made her comparable, compatible, he brought, and they became one. That cannot happen unless she molds to him. And that takes submission. But when you do, this is what so many people, I'm going to lose. No, 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 no. You won't lose right. No, you won't lose identity. You won't lose. No, 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 no. You will multiply and enlarge and you'll become strong and powerful and dominion. And your whole world will change. The demonic will always challenge submission because it's God's design for relationship. The tempter comes. This is where he sows discord. 
in the church, in your jealousy, envy, in your own home, I'm not appreciated. I don't have value. I'm not being treated properly or equally or fairly. All of these things. Submission is tested when everything's not going your way. J-Rail, kids are small. They're staying with us, okay? And Daryl's talking about these kids, these kids, these kids, you know, and these kids. And, and, uh, and, uh, and I said, we never have a problem with them when they're at our house. No, no, they're angels. She said, I know, Dad, you give them everything they want. <laughs> I said, well, that's, that's, the, that's legal as grandparents. And, and it's true, we never have a problem with anything. Why don't we give it to you? You want candy? No problem. Have candy. I'll wire you up on sugar and send you home. Uh, uh, whatever. And, and, but, but that's true in marriage. No problem with submission. When you get everything you want. But it's when there's conflict or that, that 5,000 letter word no. Not a good idea. That's when. Gosh, I'm having a good time. Let me read read one more scripture. Anybody got Isaiah 14, 13 and 14? Did I give that? To? I got it, Pastor. Okay, read that. We need to read that. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will. I will exalt my throne above I will. the stars of God. I will also I will. sit on the mount of, of the congregation, on the farthest sides of the north. I will, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will. I will be like the Most High. Go ahead and read the rest. Read one more. <laughs> you, you, yet you shall be brought down to stole to the lowest depths of the pit. Okay, who is that talking about? Satan. Satan. Sorry. That's how he got kicked out of heaven into, into the abyss. Uh, but uh, I will. I will. I will. My will. My way. My desire. My choice. My decision. What I want. I, when you do that, you know who you're acting like? Praise the Lord. We'll pick it up next week.